This is Education Matters, brought to you by the Ohio Education Association. Thank you for joining us for this edition of Education Matters. I'm your host, Katie Olmsted, and I am proud to be part of the communications team for the Ohio Education Association, which represents more than 120,000 teachers, higher ed faculty members, and education support professionals in the state. Those education support professionals, or ESPs, are really the glue that holds our school communities together. They're paraeducators, bus drivers, cafeteria workers, security professionals, secretaries, and more. And they serve our students and public schools every single day. And they are being celebrated through the National RISE Award program. The RISE Award, an acronym standing for Recognizing Inspiring School Employees, was created by Congress in 2019. And in 2021, OEA member Andrea Beeman was chosen as one of two finalists in Ohio. She works with high school students with severe intellectual disabilities in Maple Heights City Schools. She's also on the NEA Board of Directors in an ESP at large seat and serves on the OEA Board of Directors. And she sat down with us to share her thoughts. Andrea, thank you so much for sitting down with us today. You are a RISE Award finalist, one of two for the state of Ohio. Congratulations. Thank you so much. Thank you. For people who are unfamiliar with this, what is the RISE Award? So in 2019, um, the United States Congress passed a bipartisan bill called the RISE Award. Um, it didn't cost any money, so that's probably why it passed on a, um, <laughs> it passed without any issues. Um, but it's a war to uplift and recognize um, education support professionals from each state for what they do to help student achievement. And for those who who they recognize, they they feel that they've gone they've gone above and beyond the, their just their job duties. To, um, to support kids and uh, to support the education community. When you found out you were selected as a finalist, what did you think? I was shocked. I really was, I was shocked. Um, I was considered to be someone who, who had done that by, the, by um, a person in my association, Kim Richards, who um, nominated me. So with that, I felt honored and I felt really humbled. But when I when I was notified that I was one of the two recipients from the state of Ohio, I could not believe it because, you know, when you do this work, when you work with students and you try to um, to bring your best to them every day, you don't go into it feeling that oh one day I'm going to get an award for doing this. You don't. You just go in and you just do the very best you can. And sometimes it's head work. Sometimes it's hard work. Um, but you just go in knowing that you want to bring, you want to support a student in the best way that you know how. And so that's what, you know, I felt like my charge was to do every day when I went into work. So to be, to be recognized as someone who um, received this honor from the state of Ohio out of all the education support professionals in the state of Ohio, I was just so honored. I love that you talk about the head work and the heart work. It's all hard work. It is. Let's talk about 
what you do on a day-to-day basis. You uh, are a paraeducator who who works with a, a very select group of students. I do. I work with students, high school students, grades nine through twelve, who have been identified as um, severely intellectually disabled. Um, so the majority of my students, um, you know, have autism or Down syndrome or some um, disability that has they've been identified with, and then they're in our classroom setting. And so my job is to is to support them, is to support the teacher. I'm with them from the time that they get off the school bus until the time they depart for home. That is my job. Um, So I'm with them in the mornings when I take them to breakfast, when I bring them to class, if they go to any other classes because they're mainstreamed into other classes, which is a wonderful, um, a joy for them to be able to be around their typical peers. So I take them to those other classes. I modify assignments that are given in in those other classes. Um, I'm just there to support them in anything that they they need. If it if they're a student who who is in a wheelchair, so what I'll I will do is I will you know assist them with, with the needs that they have if they're not if they're you know non ambulatory. Um, if they are a student who um, needs a feeding tube to be able to get their meals, um, I assist with doing that tube feeding. Um, if they're a student who needs a little more help, um, you know, with dignity help in, in the restroom, I do that as well. Um, along with trying to make sure um, with the with the intervention specialists that we do everything that we can to help them meet their IEP goals. So that is that is some of the things that I do for them. And just, you know, trying to make sure that they feel safe because school is the safest place for a student to be. Let's talk about the importance of the education support professional role in making it even possible for um, students with some of these challenges to receive a high quality education. Education support professionals are the link to making sure that our students really get what they need. Paraeducators work hand in hand with teachers, but more than just that, cafeteria um, and food service staff, make sure that they receive those nutritious meals. The bus drivers, make sure that they have that transportation to get to school every day. Um, custodians and building and tradesmen, they make sure that those buildings are, are um, you know, are safe. The brick and mortar buildings are safe. Make sure that they are clean. Um, our security um, professionals, make sure that our students are safe in the school district. Um, and our secretaries, they, they're the, the, the brain center of our, of our school buildings. So they make sure that our students, you know, the attendance is up to date, that they can, they can call and make sure, you know, that, that kids are in school where they need to be. Um, they do all those things to make sure that our administrators are um, on top of their games on making sure that kids are supported. So we have a group of, of educators, education support professionals, who make sure that those things happen. And the school districts could not run without them. They are stakeholders. They're an important part of the school districts and they should be uplifted. And um, because they bring the best of themselves to children every day when they come in and go to work. How do you ensure that our ESPs are uplifted in the way they should be? I know you, you're an educational leader. You take a lot of 
proactive roles in making sure that they get the support they need? So I am, let's start here. I am president of my um, support, um, education support team local in Maple Heights. And so I do that through uh, building relationships with our administration. I do that through making sure that they have the best contract that they can have. And, and that is really important because, you know, education support professionals are looked to, are overlooked when it, when it comes time to making sure that they have the wages and the salary and the benefits that they need to take care of their own families. I can tell you that education support professionals, the majority of them live and work in the community. So, you know, their voters, their moms, their dads, their grandparents, they're people that our kids see every day. And so they should not be overlooked, but a lot of times they are, they don't get the same respect as the teachers do because the teachers are doing that work of um, administering the lessons and giving grades. And so, and they're, and they're imparting that wisdom and, um, and that learning into our students, but education support professionals do that and so much more. Um, they're really hands-on with our students as well. So, like I said, a lot of that work that we do is hard work. Um, and, it, and it's hard work um, that we do for our kids. And so what I do is to try to make sure that you know, our, our education support professionals are known to the people in our community. They, they're, they're known by, by what they do, that they're known to be um, neighbors and friends and that they're known to be stakeholders in the community because they serve our students. They live, they, they live next door to our students. And so I try to give them um, the opportunity to, to be known and to be seen. And so in, in our district, our education support professionals, you know, we attend board meetings, we go to city council meetings, um, we participate in the trunk or treat activities. Um, if there are levy, levies that are on the ballot, we volunteer to be those people who go out and make sure that, you know, parents know that we support um, our community and we support our kids. We do so many things that are overlooked in, that co- in our community and that's okay, but our parents know that, that we're there. And, and that's the most important part of, of making sure that you know, folks know that education support professionals are out in the community and they're doing their best to support kids. And that's, I think, one of the main things that makes the RISE Award so important is that it, it's not just about uplifting you, it's about uplifting all of the support professionals that make our school districts run. Oh, absolutely. You know, I, I, I'm so happy that this RISE Award was something that the United States Congress decided to pass because, you know, it could do a few things. It could um, uplift the, the, the role that education support professionals play in our, in our school districts, but, and it could recognize them, but also it shows their value. It shows our value to others. And in doing that, maybe, you know, they will see, you know what, these people really work hard. This group of educators, they work really hard. And in working hard, understand that, you know, there is a fight for a, for a $15 wage. There's a fight for a living wage that education support professionals need to have. Because, you know, if you're working a full-time job, there should be no reason why an education support professional 
should have to be able to be on public assistance. But we see that throughout our entire country and that has to stop. So I'm hoping that this award does just more than lift up the, the people that it's recognizing that it shines a light on some of the issues that education support professionals have to deal with those kitchen table issues of making sure that you know we have enough um, resources to be able to take care of our own children and to take care of our own homes. Have you seen any changes in the attitudes toward ESPs in, in your years in the classroom? Has it gotten any better? I have seen, I have seen, and, I, and it started with us. It started with education support professionals understanding their value. Um, because if you understand your value, then um, you're, 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 you're better um, at advocating for yourself. You're better at speaking up for your, you're better at speaking up for our students. You know, education support professionals know that, um, that our jobs are student-centered. And so in, in everything that we do, in any, any way that we advocate, we try to, we put our students first. Um, and so I've seen that there's been a change in attitude, um, especially here in Maple Heights, about how they view the role of education support professional and, um, and what we do and how we're seen. And we're seeing more now. We still have a way to go. We have a ways to go. But we're seeing more as people who understand the politics of, of, of what this looks like for us. And we also understand that um, we're really going to fight. We're really going to fight to make sure that our kids get what they need and, our, and our, all educators in our district get what they need. And so I think they, we've started to see a difference. I like to see more of it. And I've seen a difference, you know, across the nation in Washington and in other states and instead of Washington and other states in Texas, these, they are, they're educators who are really doing some really, really good work. And they are opening up the eyes of a lot of people. They're legislators in Tennessee. They're opening up the eyes of the legislators to get them to see that, um, that we're important and that we're voters and that we're watching. And so it would be in their best interest to bring us to the table and give us a seat at the table. And if we don't have a seat at the table, then you know it's my opinion that you pull up a chair because if you're not at the table, then you're on the menu in some way. And so you wanna make sure that, um, that your voice is in the room. Now you've mentioned some other states are there specific policies uh, that you could see in Ohio that could make this a better environment for our ESPs? Absolutely, absolutely. Other policies would be to make sure that, you know, education support professionals who work in a school, you know, uh, their wages are increased. That's the most important thing. If, if you increase their wages, um, more people would want to come into this field and do this work. This is not this is not work for everyone, but there are a lot of people who've left this year because they can't afford it. They can't afford to live on this wage when you could go to Target and, and get a position for $24, or you could go work at, an, 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 at a fast food restaurant or another restaurant. Working with children um, is, and, and, and people trusting you in your community with their children is the most um, rewarding, the most honoring work that you could do. And with the attacks on teachers, as well as the attacks on educators, it's really, really tough. And you feel like you're not respected. 
you feel like you're not honored. So people are leaving, but this work is so important to our babies. It's so important. And so Ohio could do a little bit more to make sure they could do a lot more to make sure that we're compensated for the, the amount of, of love and care that we give to our kids and, and the work that we do every day. Absolutely. It, the compensation is a, a, a piece of this. It, are there things that everyday community members can do to help change the situation and, and, and change the way that a lot of ESPs are feeling right now? They can. Community members who really care about education support professionals can run for office. They can take yes. the time to run for school board office. And I would implore that um, other educators if you don't live in your in your school district, um, I would I would um, ask that you run for school board because no one knows your job better than you do. Um, in Maple Heights, we've worked really hard to get an education support professional, two of them on um, our our school board, and it has made a world of difference and folks understanding exactly what we need and what we do, um, and they can bring that voice to our room. It's made, it's made a difference. And having education support professionals in the room, because a lot of times, you know, administrators don't really tell the entire story because administrators honestly really don't know what we do every day. I can tell you a few years back, there was an administrator who, um, well, okay, I'll start here. They really don't understand what we do. So earlier in my career, in the middle of my career, because I'm in my 21st year, um, we were putting the kids on our school bus. The paraeducators were standing out on the dock. We, you know, waved goodbye to our students and uh, an administrator came out and he had our evaluations. So he passed them out to us, but he gave me the wrong evaluation. It didn't have my name on it. So what I noticed that is that it was someone else's evaluation. I said, oh, you got the wrong evaluation. So we switched and my evaluation was identical to her evaluation. What that said to me, was that this administrator just does not know what I do every day. So not that it was a bad evaluation, but I just wanted him to understand what I do every day. Yeah, it was thoughtless. It was thoughtless. The idea that you could just, and I mean, it wasn't a bad evaluation, just to be clear. But I knew what my role was and what I did. And he had never seen me work before. So I asked him, I said, can I come to your office and talk to you about this? Because I need you to understand what I do every day. And after having a conversation with him about my role and some of the things that I did and how I support kids and how I start in the morning up and through the time that they get, go home, he understood what I did. And after that time, um, while he was principal, he did evaluate me on what he saw me do. And that made a world of a difference in my evaluations and in my relationship with him. Because if you don't know what we do, how can you respect what we do? But it it strikes me that a lot of other people would have gotten that generic evaluation and grumbled about it and gone home and said, oh, I hate that guy and just moved on with with their date. It does take a specific personality to say, wait a second, I'm going to fix this. What would be your advice to other education support professionals about the best ways to advocate for themselves like that? There's work that you have to do 
prior to advocating, you need to build a relationships. This work that we do is all about building relationships. So build a relationship and understand that all you have is your integrity at the at the end of the day. So make sure that you know when you when you go on and you fight for something that you know your integrity is intact. You build that relationship um, with your administrator and and just ask to have a conversation with them. Um, you may need to if if it's something that's very contentious, you may need to take in a a building. But if you have a good relationship and we can just have a conversation around what what um, I do and how I do that. And please watch me. Like, don't go on the on the advice of someone else. I need you to watch me, to see me uh, and what I do. That way you have a better and clear understanding of what of how I support my students. I think in doing that, it builds a relationship, it builds a camaraderie. And then I think through that, respect is something that rises to the top. It rises to the top, and so have you, a finalist for the National Rise Award. The, the grand prize winner will be announced in April, but you are certainly a huge winner in my book and in Ohio's book. Thank you so much, Katie. Thank you. OEA is proud to have another national award finalist in our ranks, too. Kurt Russell, the Ohio Teacher of the Year, is in the running for the National Teacher of the Year title. We featured him on our podcast last fall, talking about the importance of honesty in education and of representation in our classrooms. If you missed that episode, you can find the link in the notes for this podcast. And make sure you like or subscribe to Education Matters wherever you get your podcasts so you don't miss a thing in the future. Until next time, stay well. Thank you.